How's it going, food eaters? Welcome to episode number 84 of the Food Labels Revealed podcast. I'm your host, Mel Weinstein, your feisty, self-professed prophet of processed foods. This episode is entitled Food Scanning Apps, first part of a two-part series. In the back of my book, Fast Food Ingredients Revealed, I talked about key information consumers should have about the commercial food they eat. First, they should have access to nutritional information. Second, the food ingredients should be revealed. And lastly, people should be given a measure of how processed or industrialized the food is. In America, the Nutrition Facts label speaks to accessibility to nutritional information. Then the Ingredients list reveals the composition of the food product. However, the degree of processing or industrialization is not addressed on food labels in this country. Through laws passed by Congress and administered by the Food and Drug Administration, we consumers get a great deal of information on the food labels. It was not all that long ago that this information was missing. But here's an important question. How easy is it for most consumers to interpret that information? I contend that the information is highly underused because consumers don't want to take the time to interpret it, don't have the know-how to understand it, and don't know how to sort the most important information from the least. Given that in the last few decades, rising rates of obesity and lifestyle diseases like non-alcoholic fatty liver, coronary heart disease, etc. are appearing all over the world, there is an essential need to provide people with a quick guide for making an informed decision about their food purchases. What I'm talking about is a front of package labeling using recognized and legitimate scoring systems. Now, I talked about several such systems in my book and noted how America is woefully behind other countries, for example, Mexico, in introducing front-of-label packaging. It has only been in the last two years that Congress has even begun to discuss this matter. In my humble opinion, here is what we as consumers need from our government. Number one. A nutrition scoring label on the front of every packaged food that provides a simple value that, at a glance, would inform a consumer about the nutritional quality of the food being considered. It should be color-coded and numbered or lettered. For example, green for a seal of approval and red for thumbs down with additional colors for in-between ratings or numbers or letters for ratings such as 1 to 5 with 1 being the best, or A to E with A being the best. With these easy reference scores, people would not have to become adept at interpreting nutrition facts labels unless they had an interest to do so. Number two, a process scoring label on the front of every package that provides a simple score that, at a glance, would inform a consumer about how processed or industrialized the food was. There is plenty of research results showing the strong connection between the degree of industrialization of a commercial food and the development of lifestyle diseases. I discuss 10 such studies in my book. 
As we'll see later, there is a third possibility for labeling that combines the nutrition and degree of industrialization into a single score. Lastly, if we are able to get such a scoring system in this country, it should be made mandatory that all food manufacturers use it. So much for my dreams. Let's get down to reality. Right now, unless you have a degree in chemistry, nutrition, or food science, or have an incredible personal desire for knowledge, most people are going to struggle to figure out what's good, bad, or neutral to eat. Additionally, the media, with their alarming and contradictory news stories about food quality, simply confuse the subject to the point where many people just throw up their hands yelling, I surrender. But the good news is that there is another way. Rather than wait on our government to improve our lives or expect the food manufacturers to step up and put America's health first, we can turn to the modern phenomenon of mobile apps. Up to this time, I haven't talked about food apps in this podcast. Now is a good time since there's been big changes in the last few years. My book did address the subject a little bit, but let's get into it here. For this episode, I'll describe and examine two mobile apps, Yuka, Y-U-K-A, and EWG's Healthy Living app. This will be a departure from the usual format. Instead of being a passive listener, I'm suggesting that you follow along with me in a tutorial as I explore the features of these apps. So, if you like, stop the podcast now, get out your smartphone or other device, and install the Yuka app. That's Y-U-K-A and E-W-G's Healthy Living app. That's acronym E for Ed, W for Will, G for Greg, E-W-G's healthy living app. The Yuka app has a carrot on its logo. The EWG's logo has a white maze on a green background. Now come back to the podcast when you're ready and you have your apps fully loaded. First, let's start with the Yuka app. It's a French-based app launched in 2017 by the creators, and excuse my French, uh, Benoit Martin, Francois Martin, and Julie Chapon, with the aim to help consumers make sense of product labels and make healthier food choices. Users come from all over the world, including the UK, Canada, Australia, Ireland, and many European countries. The app is having an influence on some manufacturers who are reformulating their products. The French supermarket retailer Intermarque has removed 140 additives and reformulated 900 of their brand products based on feedback from the Yuka app. The Yuka database contains 1.5 million food products. Pretty impressive. Food information is obtained using a manual or barcode search. Each product is ranked into one of four categories, that is bad, poor, good, or excellent. If the product is determined to have a negative impact on health, the app recommends a healthier alternative. The big impacts are sugar, salt, and additives. 
The overall score is based upon three criteria which are weighted differently. There is nutritional quality calculation based on the Nutri-Score used in Europe and discussed in my book. It is weighted at 60% of the final score. Then there is a presence of additives. This is based on scientific research from recognized international agencies. It is weighted at 30% of the final score. Every additive is assigned a risk level using colors. Green for risk-free, yellow for limited risk, orange for moderate risk, and red for hazardous. Finally, there is the presence of organic ingredients. It is weighted at 10% of the final score. Yuka has a free version and a subscriber version. I will be exploring the free version only. Yuka has plans to expand their scoring system to include environmental impacts. The Yuka app also covers cosmetics, which will not be discussed in this podcast. One thing that I particularly like about Yuka is that the company does not accept advertising money, giving them total freedom to diss food products if the ratings warrant it. Convenience is key with Yuka, so you can make a quick judgment based on the color and score for any product. The scale goes from dark green, representing 75 to 100 points, and light green, 50 to 75 points, to orange, 20 to 50 points, and red, 0 to 25 points. You can also tap on the rating to view a breakdown of the positives and negatives that explain why I got that score, complete with links to scientific research. For this review and tutorial, I'll be using two products that I found in my house. One, Cascadian Farm Organic Vanilla Crisp Cereal, and the second one, Ruffles Sour Cream and Onion Potato Chips. Since you're unlikely to have these items in your home, just pick two that you're curious about. Make sure they have a barcode. Let's get started. Open the Yuka app. I'm using an iPhone, so hopefully, if you're not, the app looks the same on your smartphone as mine. Look at the bar menu at the bottom of the app. The third item from the left is a scan icon. Click on it. Then point the camera of your phone at the barcode on the food item. If all is working well, you'll, you'll hear a beep and the product's picture will appear at the bottom of the screen along with a Yuka score. My screen shows an orange dot with a score of 47 out of 100, which represents a poor selection. Dang, what a disappointment. The, the cereal is organic. The box says no added sugar and sweetened with, with fruit, naturally flavored, non-GMO, vegan. So what's going wrong here? Let's dig deeper for details. Click on the picture of the food item. On the next screen, you'll see the good and the bad according to the app's calculations. The negatives in the cereal include high sodium at 400 milligrams per serving, high calories at 270 per serving, and high saturated fat at 3.5 grams per serving. 
The positives include organic ingredients, no biocides, high protein content at 5 grams per serving, high fiber at 5 grams per serving, and low sugar at 5 grams per serving, and then just one objectionable additive. For a graphic view, click on any negative or positive attribute to see a bar representing that value. Note that the colors, which range from dark green, good, to red, bad. Scroll down the screen. Next, you'll see Yuka recommendations for healthier choices. The app recommends that I eat rice cakes instead of this cereal. Not sure on the intelligence of that suggestion. Uh, continue to scroll down to the options screen. You can save this rating by clicking on Add to Favorites. Click on Scoring Method if you want to read about the scoring criteria on the next screen. Go to the bottom of the screen and click on Rating Detail. That will take you to the Yuka website where you can see a list of ingredients in the product and detailed nutritional information. But, warning, the labels are written in French. What do you want for free? Click on Done on the upper left of the screen. Click on the X in Product Scoring at the upper right of the screen. That takes you back to the earlier screen with the Options section. Click on an issue with this product. Here you can file a complaint with Yuka if you think the product is misrepresented. Well, that's it for my serial review. Obviously, before purchasing it, I seem to have overrated its healthiness. Maybe I was sucked in by the marketing on the package. The next food item to look up are the Ruffles Sour Cream and Onion Potato Chips. Reopen the Yuka app. Look at the menu bar at the bottom. The third item from the left is a scan icon. Click on it. Point the camera of the phone to the barcode on the food item. If all is working, you'll hear a beep, and the product's picture will appear at the bottom of the screen along with a Yuka score. My screen shows a red dot with a score of 5 out of 100, which represents a bad selection. No surprise there. Click on the Ruffles picture. A screen will open to show the good and the bad according to the app's calculations. The negatives in the chips include the additives, which are two, high calories at 150 per serving, high saturated fat at 1.5 grams per serving, and sodium at 140 milligrams per serving. The positives include fiber at 1 gram per serving, protein at 2 grams per serving, and low sugar at 2 grams per serving. According to Yuka, these chips are a bad choice for a snack. The app recommends pop chip sour cream onion potato chips with a green dot and a score of 66 out of 100. Note that certain features in the Yuka app are not available without a membership. For example, you would need a membership to use the manual search function if the barcode search wasn't working. Also, the Preferences feature for storing your information is not available in the free version. Next, let's look at the EWG app called Healthy Living. EWG stands for the Environmental Working Group. 
It's a nonprofit activist group established in 1993 that focuses on research and advocacy in environmental areas such as agriculture, toxic chemicals, water pollutants, and corporate accountability. It's famous for the annual ranking of fruits and vegetables as regards pesticide residues called the Dirty Dozen List, and they advocate consuming primarily organic produce. The organization publishes numerous public health guides on subjects ranging from bug repellents, sunscreens, cancer, toxins to endocrine disruptors, PFAS chemicals, tap water testing, personal care and beauty products, uh, dietary guidelines, and GMOs. EWG is not without its critics, however, uh, which claim that the activist group overstates its consumer alarms and lacks scientific credibility. I, for one, appreciate watchdog organizations like EWG that operate outside government and corporate institutions to raise the tough questions regarding what chemicals in our environment may be adversely affecting our health. Get back to your smartphone and open the EWG Healthy Living app. Note that the app includes ratings on personal care, cleaning, and food products, but I'm just going to focus on food. It rates 60,000 products across three categories, nutrition, ingredients, and processing, and weighted in that order. At the bottom of the home screen, click on the scan icon. If necessary, allow access to your camera feature. I'm taking a photo of the Cascadian Farm cereal. A score of 4.5 and an orange dot is provided in the upper right corner. Click on the orange dot. The EWG scores range from 1, that's green, to 5, orange to 10, red, which goes from best to worst. Note that the EWG scores are the inverse of the Yucca scores since the lowest ones, not the highest, represent the best ratings. To get more information about the rating system, scroll down the screen to the section entitled Understanding the Ratings. Plus, there is more information at the bottom of the page which takes you to the EWG website. Go back to the last screen of the app entitled Food Scores. Click the X Uh, in the upper left corner to take you back to the product rating screen. Notice the three dials under the name of the product. Click on the nutrition dial. Here, as in the Yucca app, you will see a listing of the positive and negative nutritional attributes. The positive ones include good fiber and protein content. The negative ones include high saturated fat, sodium, and caloric density. Click on the X in the upper left corner to return to the product screen. Under the dials, click on Display Nutrition Facts. On the next screen, you'll see a typical rundown of the Nutrition Facts panel. Return to the product screen. Scrolling down a little bit, you'll see a horizontal list of better related products, just like in the Yucca app. Oddly, for some reason, the recommendations don't include cereals. Scroll down further to Findings. Here you will see specific positives and negatives listed, which can be clicked on for a little more detailed information. For example, if you click on Good Source of 
naturally occurring iron, a screen will pop up telling you that iron is an essential component of hemoglobin, a protein in red blood cells that transfers oxygen from the lungs to the tissues, etc., etc., etc. At the bottom of the findings page, you'll find other information that might be of interest to you. Notice that the EWG score for the Cascadian Farm cereal was pretty similar to the finding from the Yucca app. So it's good to see that some consistency exists between these apps. Lastly, let's use the EWG app to evaluate the Ruffles Sour Cream and Onion Potato Chips. Reopen the app. This time use the search field at the top and type in Ruffles Sour Cream. At the top of the list of products that show up, you should see the product of interest. It shows a ranking of 6.0 with an orange dot. Click on that item to bring up the food score page and the details of the ratings. The chips received a rating of 3 out of 10 for ingredients, 4 out of 10 for nutrition, and 5 out of 10 for processing. Recall that the higher the rating, the lower the quality. Notice that the EWG score for these chips is better than the Yucca score, which rated it much lower in quality. Conclusions between apps will vary depending upon what emphases are highlighted for quality. Well, that's it for the app evaluations for today. If you're new to these food scoring systems, start checking them out. Let me know what you think. Are they helpful? Next month in part two, I'll explore two more examples of scoring apps. Finally, in the last episode, I revealed the rules to eat by, a loose collection of personal recommendations on how to navigate the complicated and confusing world of commercial food, just so that we can lead healthier and longer lives, not plagued by disease. Honestly, I didn't spend months and years coming up with that list of 13 rules. At the time of the podcast, based upon what I had studied and learned over 50 years, I just started writing down what I thought were key concepts. It took less than an hour. I knew that after I put the list together and published it, that it was pretty sufficient, but not necessarily complete. So as new rules come to mind, I will add them to the list. Here are rules number 14 and number 15. How best to avoid additives and ultra-processed ingredients? Simply don't eat foods that contain them. Rule number 14 states to grow your own food. You are the master controller when you grow what you eat. You control the seed, the soil, the nutrients, the pest and disease management. Of course, climate is another story, but there are technologies that can help control that as well. If you can eat the food you grow, then you can avoid all synthetic chemicals. Following that statement is rule number 15. Prepare your own meals from the food you grow. Again, personal control is the key point. If you live more and more self-sufficiently, then you will be affected less and less by external impacts. Understandably, for most people in our society, these last two rules are intimidating and possibly hard to follow. What about the need for land, horticultural education, the requisite tools and technology? Nonsense. Start small. 
grow food indoors. Years ago, I learned how to grow sprouts from seeds. Sprouts are nature's nutritional powerhouses. Most of them can be grown in less than a week using simple items like mason jars and kitchen bowls. It's immensely satisfying, so start with a few tablespoons of seeds, preferably organic, and wind up with a quart of tasty and nourishing greens in four to six days. Real food, real good for you. I have included a few how-to links in the show notes describing indoor gardening and growing baby plants like sprouts and microgreens. Well, food eaters, that's it for today's episode. To all the listeners in podcast land, old and new, I appreciate you tuning in. If you have a little more time, I'd greatly appreciate a five-star rating at the iTunes store. You can find all the episodes of Food Labels Revealed and their show notes at the hosting website called Podbean. That's at www.podbean.com or just by googling Food Labels Revealed. And of course, you can always listen to the podcast on your smartphone or tablet by downloading a podcast app like Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Spotify. If you think your family, friends, coworkers, or acquaintances might be interested in this podcast, tweet or post a link through your social media outlets to get the word out. If you haven't already, check out my book on Amazon by searching on my name, Mel Weinstein, or Fast Food Ingredients Revealed. If you've read the book, I'd greatly appreciate a review on Amazon. The listing is in serious need of reader reviews. Thanks in advance. Till later, remember this, if you want to eat well and keep yourself healthy, eat food mainly from natural plants, not manufacturing plants. The outro music is in the Hall of the Mountain King, produced by Kevin McLeod and based on the classical piece by Edvard Krieg.